Hi, this is Kevin McDonald. Never listen to None Taken. Never listen to it. It's evil. It's evil. Um, I had a stepdaughter who was a good stepdaughter, and then she followed Satan after she listened to None Taken. It's evil. It's, she was headed in that path. She got there quicker by a few months. Anyway, never listen to None Taken. I served on a case that involved a DUI. Ooh, dinner time. Hi. 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 Look, she brought me a cheeseburger. Nice. I hope it's upside down, otherwise she gave me two heels of the bun. <laughs> are you a person that would care about that? No, not really, but oh, it's okay. strange. Why is it upside down? All the <laughs> toppings are on the top, so if I, I flip it... Oh, God! I accidentally made the head upside down. Shit, she heard me. <laughs> It'll still taste the same. This is what I do when she makes me food. I <laughs> the dick, right? <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> You're like you gave me two butt buns. Yeah, this is fucking bullshit. Take it back. Here, give it, Petra. You want this? Oh, oh no, I forgot the dog can hear me. Oh. <laughs> Very much wants this. Go yeah, ahead. I'm sure. She's like, oh yeah, I'll take a burger. Come on. The, this, you know what? Petra's this like, I had a whole opening to this show planned out, and I'm pretty sure we just did it. <laughs> I think we did. Uh, Should we hit record? Yeah, one, two, three. All right, you ready? I am ready. Are you recording? Yes. Good time. <laughs> All right, well, you want to start a show? Let's start a show. That podcast is filling your head with garbage. No offense taken there. Well, it sounds like not taken. I just ain't got the means. Welcome to Black Friday. The lines on the left. Computer supplies are in the back. TVs. I, TVs. Whatever I was trying to say. Me and Alan both worked at Staples, and my Black Friday trauma has me think of <laughs> office supplies and printers first. Christ. Uh, you know, actually, I think we have a story. I'm not sure if it's in there or not. Target said they're not going to do, uh, they're not going to be open on Thanksgiving anymore. Thank God it's a great day for America. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. Alan is out in the San Francisco Bay Area. This is our headline show. We got a lot to get into, but I still haven't written an intro. So <laughs> just going to fade this music out and ask you a funny question to start off the show, Alan. Let's go. All right. Let's go. Don't say it. I didn't say it. Good. All the ways I just ain't got the means. That's staying in. It's pretty bad. <laughs> Sorry, Rev. You deserve better. Mm. That guy plays like two guitar parts on the guitar at the same time. He plays the neck and oh. the fucking strummy parts. Like, He's, it's amazing. Yeah, his guitar work is fucking phenomenal. And he has a shotgun guitar. He has a lot of cool guitars. It's a functioning shotgun guitar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so, Alan, trivia question. Okay. All right. What country do you think consumes the most coffee per capita? Um, well, it's pro- I guess it's probably not the U.S., because that would be too easy. Okay. It could be someplace where they make coffee, like Brazil. One or would think, like right? Yeah, or it could just be someplace that's really cold. Hmm. Um, I'll, I'll go with um, Colombia. I don't know. 
I'll give you the top three. Okay. Actually, I can give you the top five. I, actually, okay, hold on. You're not going to like any of this list. You were actually pretty close. <laughs> Finland, okay. then Sweden, then Iceland, then Norway, then Denmark. Just all of Scandinavia. So places that are really cold. <laughs> well, followed by Austria, Switzerland, oh. and then Greece. And then I have Austria again. Maybe that was Australia. <laughs> Bosnia. All really? before the U.S., yeah. So what is our number one beverage consumed? Uh, I mean, it's probably our number one beverage. It's just not first. Probably water. Well, okay. That's my follow-up trivia question, Alan. Hmm. So coffee is the number three most consumed liquid on earth. Can you name one number one and two? Does water count? Like, because if water counts, I, but I, it's, I don't know if water is technically a beverage. And number one is technically pee-pee, but I mean in the, on the <laughs> rank. What? Number one is pee-pee. Number two is number two. Okay, oh, not okay. the not the people don't consume oh, it. Oh, I yeah. Okay. Can you name number one and two? It wasn't a trick question for you to be like pee pee poo poo. Uh, coffee's number uh, three. What's one? Whoa, tea, you got water and tea. Are you going water and tea? I'll go water and tea. Great job, nice. Alan. Yay, man! You are doing great. I hope you don't beat me on the Ted Gazinski quotes. I can't wait, <laughs> listeners. If you don't hear the end of the shows, I play. I I read three quotes to Alan, and he has to pick which one's Ted Gazinski. <laughs> And I nailed it last week. You did. Um, you didn't do so well before, actually. But okay. No, that's true. All right. Uh, you know what? Just let's do another DAQ. Just to get. Then we'll get into our, our fucking headlines. Okay. Um, okay. When does the Tide Pod generation start butt chugging coffee? Like oh, tampons or something, right? <laughs> or a, yeah, an enema. Just once they get older um, and they like really have to go to work. Oh, it's got to be, yeah. There's probably YouTubers doing it already, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, they're already older, huh? Keep their energy level. Yeah, going. maybe I should do that. That'd be good for the show. Oh, do you want me to do that for the show? No, I don't I don't want you to do that for the show. I don't want to visualize any of that. Oh, yet, well, yeah, so. also. I don't want to think about that. Is this a tampon? <laughs> probably fit a tampon in there, Alan. You know what? You do you, bro. Okay, well, I'll tell you if I do. It would be yeah. good for the show. Listeners, if you want me to do that for the show, uh, I'll put a poll up, okay? And... Uh, I'll, I look forward to your responses. I, like Elon Musk, will turn this over to my uh, our, our audience. Okay. That's the first headline. But yeah. thank God we're not just recapping. Remember when it was just like, these many people died. There's a new oh, thing. Yeah. Thank God that's all, all over with. Well, hopefully. <laughs> Go on. Hopefully. Uh, so OSHA suspended impl- implementation of the Biden administration's private employer vaccine or testing mandate after a court order stay on the new rule as its legality is determined in court. Um, this seems to have flipped back and forth like a number of times since it, its initial imp- implementation. Um, as I said last week, though, I think a lot of large companies are already just going forward. And yeah. Just- you know, assuming that this is going to be law because you know, you're not going to be able to turn on a dime and when it, if, if it is, in fact, uh, the law of the land in January, they have to be ready. So, yeah. And like I said, I think a lot of people are kind of getting to this time of year and being like, you know what? In the summer, I wasn't taking no fucking cold vaccine. But now that it's going to be cold and like we actually, you know, maybe are, you know, I'm starting to see people around me get sick. All right, I'll try it out. You know, maybe it's not as critical to those people at that point in time. Or like you're saying... <clears throat> Once their employers start to pressure them a little bit, they're like, well, do I really want to tell my next employer that I quit because of the vaccine? Do I have to find a company that's managed by people that feel that way strongly enough to hire someone that's, you know, not a good automaton? Uh, or wait, that which one's which? Do you want to be an automaton? No. I you don't, don't want do. to. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I think that, you know, a little bit of uh, pressure for people that might be just on the fence, um, you know, that that's going to be effective. We are seeing some areas, um, pockets of vaccination, you know, being pretty good. Other areas, not so much. We are also seeing cases start to rise again in certain areas, you know, mostly in like the south uh, eastern portion of the country. Not like huge, but like, you know, 1% over the last uh, 14 days, um, which, you know, any rise is, is not good. So um, as we enter, as you said, this this cold and flu season, it's more likely that we're going to see more cases anyways. So that's, I think, to be expected, especially with the holidays coming up with Thanksgiving this week and Christmas, you know. Can I predict uh, Atlanta won't never burn? That'll come up. Atlanta didn't never burn. Atlanta was a false flag operation. And Abraham Lincoln was a crisis actor. Sure. As flu cases rise, as would be expected with travel, you'll... Mm -hmm. Because that's... Flu travels with people traveling because of seasonal changes in temperature uh, Mm -hmm. and where people go on vacation. Uh, So as flu... Because travel is opening up and uh, starts to shift around again and people start actually being diagnosed with flu, uh, haters will say that, uh, wow, magically, there's the flu again. And it was flu the whole time. 500,000 or whatever, 700,000. Yeah, I suppose that could happen. Yeah, I, that, I, that, that will be the conspiracy. Uh, can I do this next story? Yeah. Uh, so it's an opinion headline on Reuters. So that explains the headline. The headline is, wait, what? FDA wants 55 years to process FOIA requests over vaccine data. I don't know. These anti-vaxxers got a fucking point when you see that kind of shit. <laughs> yeah. So they're saying that uh, it should be given this amount of time to review and release the trove of vaccine-related documents. 55 to years? Yeah, that seems a bit extreme, doesn't it? It does. Um, because they're like everybody over 30 is where like most of the like fatalities started to go higher and higher. So they just add 30 to 55. That's got to be above the average life expectancy. We're good. They'll all be dead. We'll be talking to their kids. So they're totally not getting sued. (laughs) The justice department says that they have about 329,000 pages of data or material to release. That's how much was in their fucking budget. And they had to pass that without reading it. (laughs) <laughs> and also, proposing... fuck you for saying it's better for you to have it than the general public. Just fucking turn it over. So, so the reason how we well, get I to got this angry whole, there. I apologize. You, you did. How we get to this whole fifty-year timeline is they're 55. proposing releasing five hundred pages per month of these three hundred and thirty thousand. I'm going to eat this Jeep one bolt at a time. <laughs> Noting that the branch that would handle the review has only ten employees and is currently processing about four hundred other FOIA requests. Who, who's saying this? FDA. Yes, uh, FDA, yes. That's so upsetting. Imagine if there was a competent agency to compete with them. Just imagine the world with that. Like, People would have had an opportunity to take the vaccine if they were afraid of the virus at a time when it was more of a threat. Uh, you know, not fucking April of last year. God damn it. Imagine, like John Lennon said. Yes, it's, it's basically what he was talking about. Um, exactly. I don't want to talk about booster shots and pills, do you? No, nah, not really. Okay. Lar- oh, your turn. Large protests against new COVID-19 restrictions erupted in several EU nations over the weekend, including the Netherlands, Belgium, and Austria. Austria announced plans to enter a 10 to 20-day national lockdown. And their citizens said, the hell you are. (laughs) Starting Monday and make COVID-19 vaccination mandatory starting February 1st as the European nation faces a resurgence of COVID-19 cases. So what's happening here? Like what's, what's going on with that spike? Well, I don't 
so I don't know that it's really clear what's going on with that spike. They didn't I, really get hit by Delta very hard yet. This is basically them going through Delta. I see. Okay. Well, but so what people are protesting is kind of these draconian lockdown restrictions. And um, I mean, like we have almost two years of showing how effective they were. I mean, perhaps there would have been a counterfactual, but it's not like the places with the hardest lockdowns really had the lowest case counts. Yeah, that's true. And they're going to be studying that, I'm sure, for many years, trying to figure out what happened and what worked well and what didn't um, in those environments. Uh, I mean, these restrictions, if you're not vaccinated, you're basically like, like you can go to the grocery store and I think that's about it in, in some of these countries. So, I mean, understandable why people are very uh, upset about these lockdowns. Do you think they're going to give them different drinking fountains? I mean, if you, you don't want to oh, share Jesus. a drinking fountain with someone who's not vaccinated, it's not about, no, I'm saying like that, that <laughs> actually would make more sense than the color of someone's skin. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't uh, want to share a toilet seat with some anti-vaxxer who knows what's going on in their butt. <laughs> they probably don't want to I, share one with the vaxxers. We are, we're shedding yeah. vaccine. Remember that was the thing. Right. We're going to infect them with our vaccine. Our vaccine. That's blood. how mRNA works. Indeed. All right. Indeed. Uh, I don't really want separate any of that. That's obvious, right? Yes, I okay, think that's right. obvious. New York City announced it will hold its Times Square New Year's Eve celebration at full scale this year, but only if you're vaccinated. That's fine. I think I'm good with that. Yeah, it's kind of like a return to being normal, I suppose. Speaking of sharing bathrooms, uh -huh. I, I've heard it's really difficult to like find a place to pee when you if you go to that celebration. I think it's really easy to find a place to pee. It's called where you're standing because you're not <laughs> going to get your seat back because it's like a mile of people behind you. That, that it's Travis Scott's concert Dustin. there. What? Whoa. I said that seems unsanitary. Dustin. It does. Yes, New York, unsanitary. Have you been hey, there? By the way, have you seen there's like conspiracy theories around the Travis Scott concert? Uh, yeah, the strobing lights and they were all vaccinated. We played it last week. No, no, no. Like, they're saying that he, like, some Satan worship bullshit. Oh, yeah, because there's, like, the entrance to Ball or something like that, B-A apostrophe A-L, uh, that has, like, a similar mouth opening to the entrance to that concert and stuff like that. This oh. is satanic panic bullshit. This is the it's same bullshit. thing that swept everybody up in the 80s. They're going to yeah. say there's, like, repressed memories. They're going to go into some, like, kindergarten classrooms and... I heard that for the first time today. I was like, what? I mean, I know we talked about the other stuff yeah. last week, but this yeah. part I hadn't heard before. Yeah. Um, hey, pretty serious news story. Do you want to set this one up? Yeah. So going into our U.S. and world news, the Women's Tennis Association reiterated concerns about the safety of Chinese tennis star Peng Shui. Despite her appearance on a video call with the IOC, Peng had previously not been seen in public since she alleged sexual harassment against a top Chinese official. Um, the... The uh, did you see what people said about that video call? And I and no, in her appearance, like she was at like a tournament, right? Yeah, they said it was it was basically staged. And no, they was... said it was a clone. Oh, I didn't. That's see that. what some people were saying this. It was a clone. It's like uh, you know, just we'll just accomplish this totally doable feat of inserting a replica star <laughs> athlete. Like, well, it's not like China doesn't have a track record of doing things like disappearing people. Yeah. With, that were a problem for the ruling party. Yeah. Um, this guy was a, a very high uh, up official in um, the Chinese Communist Party. So the story goes that they had him and this uh, tennis star had had an affair uh, at some previous time. Um, and that recently um, she had been invited to his home um, to play tennis with him and his wife. 
and that he assaulted her sexually while uh, his wife prevented her exit. That's what she claimed. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty wild stuff. Um, so, and this guy was, as I said, really high up in the, in the Communist Party. Uh, immediately after that, basically her social media was scrubbed, especially in China. All of that stuff was taken down. Any um, references to even tennis, I think, were removed. Uh, from, Is Twitter uh, banned in China? Yeah. Yeah, but they have a similar type. Right, but that's not used outside of China, so that's right. like a company intranet. Like, that's, that's like, yeah, exactly. can't send emails exactly. out. Oh, they have complete control over all of that, yeah. So they scrubbed all of that, and she just dropped off the face of the planet. Nobody could get in touch with her um, via any of the normal communications. I mean, she presumably has a phone and things like that. Um but this, like, blew up over the weekend in terms of being on, like, everyone else's radar. Like, it started getting yeah. a lot of rotation on ESPN, and I don't watch mm-hmm. that much ESPN. So if I saw it there, then that means they're talking about it all the time. Um, and then the next day, once it became, like, a global story, they're like, oh, no, no, look, she's at a tennis tournament. Not even, like, planned to be there, I don't think. Like, mm-hmm. just. Yeah. Yeah, pretty well. I heard I heard Maria Shriver, a former tennis star, interviewed on. Isn't that no Maria Shriver? Maria Sharapova. Shri- no, Pam Shriver. Pam. Shriver. Yeah, Maria Shriver is on sports and everything. What? Right, right. Schwarzenegger. No, Pam Shriver. I think okay. is the right. Anyways, a former tennis star. I heard her interviewed, and she talked about it. I mean, I guess what's interesting here is that the WTA is actually kind of going hard they're not Uh, satisfied yeah they're like "Mm, i appreciate you doing this but i don't have enough of a reason to suspect that she's not in danger and we don't want one of our athletes because she's a pro athlete she kind of already bucked the system by you know partaking in devil dog pig capitalists why are they rushing (laughs) hold on (laughs) (laughs) so they stand to lose a lot of money here if if they you know piss China off. And we've seen in the past what NBA. other large sporting yeah you know, the NBA John with Cena. the whole the whole comments about um, the Hong Kong protests where um, they had to walk all that back and sort of kowtow to the Chinese administration because they it's a huge market. I think they took the Rockets or something off the air yep. there for Nailed a while. It. That's the story. Yes. Yeah. Um, the Rockets, so, the basketball team. Right. Right. And so the just the very fact that the WTA is actually willing to go to bat here is is pretty significant i think um you know well so that's interesting that they can do that as a global body um perhaps the most famous global body the international olympics committee they said Mm -hmm. that they've talked to them and uh they've talked to china they've been they she's fine this is this is fine (laughs) of course the ioc the the most corrupt one of the most corrupt uh, sports agencies on the planet yeah if you get a chance watch that movie icarus it basically talks about that as a theme to it um hey alan where are the olympics being held again uh, Beijing. Oh, that's in China, right? That that is in China. You don't think your, the your IOC? Is you don't think the International Olympic Committee has like any conflict of interest, right? I mean, because I'm sure it would just be easy to find a new venue with six months' notice. <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be a little rough. Okay. I said, as I said, a lot of these uh, sports organizations have a ton of money to lose. It's a massive market, um, and the the ruling you know Communist Party controls everything there. So um, they're they're definitely going out on a limb here to try and do something about this. We, we may be all wrong on this, but my gut says that you know she's not selling a yarn. This is a true story, and we're I watching agree. what happens when power has this much control over individuals' lives. Right. Oh, and she had to know that coming out publicly with this was yeah. going to have. A she's a hero for that. She's I like agree. that guy that stood in front of a tank, mm-hmm. which no one in China knows happens. Uh, an SUV. Oh fuck this story! Christ. All right. Yeah. All right. 
So listeners, now you can tell, I just start reading the next headline. I don't. <laughs> uh, so an SUV, you've seen this by now, an SUV sped into a Christmas parade in Waukesha. You know, I just got to say, Alan, I'm getting real sick and tired of having to learn how to pronounce these obscure Wisconsin cities. Mm, they do have a particular Na- nomenclature they, they prefer. Native there. American Waukesha. names. I, Waukesha, thank you. Yeah. Uh, and you knew that before this, obviously. If you look at it, it just says Waukesha. Um, yeah, I drove into a crowd. Uh, it says in this, killing at least five people, a sixth boy, young boy died uh, this evening, and mm-hmm. injuring, said over 40. I've seen the number in the 60s. Um, police said they have a person of interest in custody. Uh, police said the suspect will be charged with five, now six counts of intentional homicide, and that he was fleeing the scene of a domestic dispute. Um, yeah, so the numbers I heard was actually 48 injured, with 18 of them being uh, children. And there are multiple people in hospital, some in critical condition, including some children. As you said, we've just lost another of the victims today. I mean, basically anybody who got hit was the person that couldn't get out of the way in a hurry. So it's a lot of elderly and children. Yeah. I mean, if you see the video, it's, it's pretty horrific. I mean, this guy is just I mean, going full speed into a crowd of people marching in a Christmas parade. Um, a lot of background has come uh, out around this suspect who appears to have done this. Um, he has quite a long history of interaction with, with the law and coming down the wrong side of it. In fact, within the last year, he's accused of running over a uh, well, a baby mama, I guess, in a, a d- I domestic think, dispute. I, yeah, and I don't know how much of that we know because I've seen like not like conflicting reporting. I've seen like reporting that flatly says that, and I've seen reporting that says... It appears that happened. So I don't know how to yeah, take well, that. Something actually, like that happened, and he was in. He was sentenced for it. He was actually supposed to be in court for that, I think, like okay. around this time when this happened. Um, police say that he was involved in a, another domestic dispute the night that this happened and that they were called to that scene. By the time they arrived, he'd already left and was en route to this um this scene where he did uh, run into this, this crowd of people. There's no evidence of any motive at this point, or at least nothing. They're not saying why, you know, what could have motivated him to do this, but a really, a really horrific tragedy. The cops shot into his car. Didn't, couldn't get him to stop at that point. There was too many other people around. So they stopped, you know, everything that you'd think, like, why didn't they do this? They, you know, people tried to do Um, short of if you're going to have an effective police department, maybe you don't, ignore that much of a background but again i don't know emotions are high right now um we'll see how that how that turns out i I mean there's not going to be anything redeeming about it but i just don't want to get too carried away does that make sense it's too i mean it's just there was like some of the elderly that were killed were a group of uh women called the dancing grannies Mm -hmm. and it's just like they were out doing a christmas parade you know Mm -hmm. some in their 70s and 80s one person i believe in their 50s Um, yeah, it's just, it's a horribly tragic incident. And yeah. as you said, we don't, we don't know all the details yet. So we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here. Yeah. And just, um, I, I don't mean to cut you off. I don't want to talk about that story anymore. I'm actually getting kind of emotional about it. Not that the other yeah. stuff isn't important. We just did another show about a bunch of other equally you know important topics. I'm not just, that one's bugging me, man. I just, yeah. Okay, cool. No, no worries. All right. Um, so the U S and China agreed to ease restrictions on foreign journalists on a reciprocal basis. Is that, does uh, that mean? For example, oh, okay. is, for him issuing, I'm sorry. I said, for example, in Spanish, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, for example, issuing for example. new and longer stay visas 
following a series of restrictions and expulsions imposed on the other nation's journalists last year. Can can I say what they just said in a different in a different way? Sure. So we haven't had journalists there, and now they're starting to let them back and forth. Yeah, um, I think it's a good sign. I think so too. Um, it seems like some of the tensions here are cooling. We had the uh, summit with with G and Biden uh, last week, um, so they're actually having some conversation. We see some of these things. That, uh, we'll talk later about the uh, Biden releasing some of the uh, strategic petroleum reserve, mm-hmm. which was done in concert with with China. Let's talk about it now. Let's talk about it now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Biden uh, today tapped the U.S. petroleum reserves. They're going to release 50 million uh, barrels of oil as part of a coordinated effort among top energy consuming nations to lower elevated energy prices. Uh, they're working with, among other, China, also India, Japan, Korea, and the UK to all do this to try and have an impact on the oil market. It, would it be an insult to Jimmy Carter to say that this may be more of that Jimmy Carter-ish thing we were asking for in the previous episode? No, I don't think so. Okay. Although, so... I think comparing Joe Biden to Jimmy Carter would probably be an insult to Jimmy Carter. I read the same book you did. It, it's, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, just to talk about the actual specifics of this uh this strategic petroleum reserve that's been tapped into a couple of times right it was a bigger deal when they had to do that before i think uh they did it happen under bush or just obama i think it happened under both it's happened quite a few times um so this is largely symbolic to be honest yeah it's usually talk radio fodder yeah is not that i think we burned through more than that in a week how many Um, 50 million okay I think we burned through that in like a few days, actually. Um, right, but it's not supposed to replace it permanently. It's supposed to no. surplus or, you know, level. It's supposed to sort of flood the market yeah. to try and lower the prices. Right. Now, here's the thing. Uh, the the oil-producing countries were planning to, I think, bump up production next month. And now there's a potential with they <laughs> once they see this to be like, fuck you, we're not doing and, that. And we as we've said before, MBS personally wants to... Uh, affect Biden because Biden's yes. administration refuses to recognize MBS as right. the leader of Saudi Arabia because what did he do, Alan? Uh, they cut up a journalist, Jamal Khashoggi, at and the, uh, cooked Turkish him embassy. in a tandoori oven. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> oh, all right. Two two people that didn't get cooked in a tandoori oven are U.S. and Canadian missionaries kidnapped by a Haitian gang last month, and they were released. There's still 15 more. That was a horrible transition. I'm so sorry. Uh, I think it's okay. Uh, yeah, there's still more, including some children, I believe. Aww, uh, so, yeah, that, that whole thing, you know. And these were the people that were, like, going through uh, what would have normally been, like, a better neighborhood, but the situation had been fucked, and they were trying to get out, and then they got mm-hmm. routed back to their... Uh... Yeah, that's right. These are, like, Christian missionaries trying to help the people there. Um, oh, that's and... right. They weren't, like, trying to escape at the time. This was just, they got ambushed, huh? They got ambushed, yeah. But, I mean, the situation in Haiti has deteriorated significantly. It's been bad, but since the uh, assassination of their president, um, you know, and gangs then, in a lot of areas are just sort of taken over. There really is no Didn't state they have another presence. earthquake? Um, they had another earthquake. They had another earthquake, yes. Yeah. It was it, That earthquake wasn't centered in a, a heavy right. population center, right. so a lot less yeah. uh, destruction damage, than, yeah. than the previous earthquake. Um, that was, you know, that was horrific, but still not good. Yeah, things things are, are rough in Haiti right now. It's not good, Bob. Not good. Um, a Manhattan judge exonerated two men in the killing of Malcolm X after a renewed investigation uncovered new evidence of the men's innocence. 
you know, I'm, I'm actually been seeing, there's a few stories out there right now of, of people's sentences being commuted. Mm-hmm. Um, but it still sucks. These people were in jail for decades. Dude, like when you hear this, commit. so because of our age, I think like when we, like you think about Malcolm X, when you became like aware of him, you're like, oh, I was like sure. early teen maybe. And, uh, and you're like, okay, so these guys have been in prison. Oh, maybe what? Like 20 years. And you're like, no, add no. your whole fucking life onto that. Yeah. Like, these people have been in prison yeah. for 50 years, man. It's, it's, <laughs> I was listening to something that's just sort of related and, I, and I'm just going off on a tangent here, but, um, there, there's also the way that people who are exonerated of crimes are treated afterwards. Um, a lot of people who get exonerated from crimes get no support from the state post exoneration. Oh, really? So basically we lock these people up for decades and they're like, Oh, our bad. We fucked yeah. up. Oops. You can, you, Oops. All prison. Yeah. And then, and then they're, they're food insecure. They have, there's no shot at, I mean, they, they have no skills that work in this economy. They, you know, all this stuff and, and the support the state does nothing to support these people. So that I heard a, a, uh, a lawyer say that his client would have been better off to have been convicted and just gotten uh, out on parole. Yeah. There would have been more support for him than for him to be exonerated and, and have the conviction reversed, Wow, which is just fucking crazy right right because there'd be support with him with that right. wow man yeah that's unbelievable hold on like so you're admitting to your mistake and right. you're like not even trying to say like okay now what can i do to help you so in okay. some states the the case has if it's overturned by dna evidence then there's support provided but if it's overturned for other reasons there's nothing they're like hey man we made the best decision we could at the time we didn't know blah 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 that's like right. what their excuse is yeah man that's bullshit it fucking blows. U.S. drug overdoses surpassed 100,000 over a one-year period for the first time, rising 30%, according to new estimates released by the CDC. The rise is attributed in part to the pandemic and the and the proliferation of fentanyl. I mean, fentanyl has really been a huge killer here. Um, I mean, you see people trying to... Uh, offer like free drug testing for for people like to check if they have fentanyl in the drugs they don't use them um but yeah there's been, been massive overdoses based on people cutting drugs with fentanyl you know it's funny you say that because you mean like if you have some an opioid and you want to make sure it isn't cut with fentanyl right. um right. i recently took a drug test mm-hmm. and i was looking at the things that it checks for and mm-hmm. it said it listed out all the opiates that it checks for, and it specifically said in parentheses not fentanyl. <laughs> so they can't why? test. For, I don't know why. Probably because it's such a trace amount, like because it takes such a small dose to be effective. Yeah. It, perhaps they'd have to. It's not a reliable. Um, they could give a lot of false positives. I don't know. I don't know. But like, that's kind of a, that. That kind of makes a little bit of sense, right? Like you don't have to worry about failing a drug test. Or if you didn't know that, listeners, do your fentanyl. Don't worry about it. You're not <laughs> going to get don't, caught. Don't. Yeah, that's not don't it. Do that. Okay, I'm no, sorry. Don't do that. Okay. No, but I've literally seen people on social media sites crowdfunding to um, invest in uh, these test strips that they could take to areas where you know you may have a lot of um, people using drugs uh, to try and prevent that from happening mm. um which i think is like that's a pretty heroic thing to do i don't know heroic maybe not the right word but it's a very charitable thing to do yeah to try no I, I think prevent. so yeah yeah, yeah. you're not yeah. necessarily putting yourself in harm's way but you are uh i mean that's that's direct action right like that's yes. like that it will make an impact 
Like it's absolutely guarantee you that makes an impact. Yeah. Like that's real. Like that, that's, that's mosquito nets. Like that's what that is. Right. Yeah. You're going to save lives like directly. That's what we would hope that a police department could accomplish, but they're tasked with a lot of other things. And it's just in reality, our intention doesn't, doesn't meet, we don't hit our target very well. Uh, Doesn't align the incentives. Yeah. And you know, that failure is where you get an idea like, well, maybe we should reduce the funding towards those departments. Mm-hmm. But by all means, just you, you, we hate cops, right? All right, I'm gonna go get a beer. Do you want to come back? It's a little early. We'll have a long second half. You good with that? I'm good with that. Drive safe. Cheers. Cheers. See you on the flip side. Yeah, B side. B side. That's it. <laughs> this is the B side of our platter, sports fans. And I'm singing just for you, covered in sequins. <laughs> In the canyons of your mind I will wander through your brain To the ventricles of your heart, my dear I'm in love with you Alan. Cross the mountains yeah. of your Natasha just told me some cool news. Cool. Oh, what's up? Um, so we've got some friends that are moving out here from San Diego. And, oh, nice. Yeah. So we've got some friends that are moving out here as soon as their home's getting built in, like, the neighboring town, just a little bit south from here. Uh, and uh, what I'm about to talk about, they're probably into, too, but I'm not talking about them. We found out, like, this week that some other friends are moving in from San Diego also. Oh wow! And yeah, and they invited us migration to, their, to Tennessee. Like, like in the next couple of weeks, they're uh, they invite us to their Christmas party in December, and we're like, oh fuck yeah! So that sounds cool. But then during the half, Natasha's like, oh, you know that friend I was telling you about with the Christmas party? I was like, yeah. And she goes, she just invited us to go shooting whenever they come out here, and I was like, oh fuck hell yeah! Because yeah. I keep threatening Natasha. That I want to take her to go shooting. Threatening is not a good word to use. Um, <laughs> hold on. Has she has she been around weapons? No, around? that's what I'm looking forward to. I don't think she oh, shot okay. a gun before. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. That I, is cool. Yeah, it'll be a good experience. I, I almost thought we might have her on the show, but with the whole Brian Landry news. Brian Landry. Laundry Landry. There's in the show notes. No, no. The, you saw that he committed suicide. What? Yeah. I didn't mean to laugh. No, I, I thought he was in custody, but I guess not. Well, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Oh, right, right. Uh, no, yeah, he, he committed suicide today. Uh, wait, so, oh, was he out on bail? Perhaps. So just, wait, audience, I Natasha! think you know who that is, but. Natasha! Did you know Brian Laundry committed suicide? Do you know that guy that killed the Instagram lady committed suicide? I'm sure she knows this. That's her beat. That's it? That's your take? What'd she say? It doesn't surprise her. Oh, she didn't know. Did I break that news to her? Yeah, and then then I said, that's your take, and she said, yeah. (laughs) So you heard it here first. You heard it from Lady Taken. I like that we got that in the show. Yep. That's her show name, I think, Lady Taken. I like it. I, hopefully she does. I don't know. Well, Natasha, let us know what you think at <laughs> nuntakenpod.com. 
or none taken on Instagram. Alan, you want to get into the second half econ news? Yeah, I All don't right. remember whose turn it is. Uh, probably, probably yours. Who did fentanyl? I, think I did. Me, yeah. I have okay. not done fentanyl, Alan. It's your topic. <laughs> this is how rumors get started. The, the nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office released its estimates for the Democratic-led $1.8 trillion social spending That's bill, finding it would add $367 billion to the deficit over 10 years before accounting for $207 billion in revenue from improved IRS tax collection, so a net increase of $160 billion. In, in debt. In debt. So an increase Wait. in debt. One point eight trillion. Yeah, minus two hundred and seven billion. That math doesn't sound right. Doesn't seem like it should end with no. They put in with a zero. Yeah, this is three sixty seven. No, no, no. So it would be one point six trillion, not one point one sixty billion. No, no, so, no. They're saying it that the. Okay, so they're saying that the one point eight trillion. Uh huh. Would oh, 367 would minus add the two hundred seven. I to get the it. Okay, deficit okay. because there's a difference between the debt and the deficit, right? The debt right, is the total right. amount, okay. right? Debt yes, is the total amount owed. Okay, and the deficit is the failure to your budget, right? Correct. So it's only a $367 billion deficit on our like budget over 10 years, but then it'll account for $207 billion in revenue. So it's only $168 billion. Like, fucking wow. Um, are there a million thousands in a billion? Yes. Okay, that's a lot of money. Uh, I, I want to say um, that here's something when you hear numbers like this to keep in mind. This is if they were being honest, those numbers are true. So with it giving, being charitable to politicians that they're telling you the truth, then they're saying it'll be $160 billion added to the debt by being over a, a deficit past our budget, right? Well, so what you're talking about there is that the, the, the package that the CBO is reviewing is what was submitted but there are programs within that package which are set to expire. Are set to expire, which the have, have no intentions. The writers of this bill have no intentions of those ever. They intend to. In keep fact, them they going, say yes. in speeches, "We intend to keep that." At the mm-hmm. same time that they tell you that this costs no money, so but their way for it to cost no money that that bullshit they say about this costing zero, which 160 billion deficit over 10 years is not zero, but. Right. Um, the the only way that this well, is zero is if saying... those things are ending when the time that they say they're going to end. But if they intend to last forever, like giving people money because they made children. Well, I think that when they said it was going to cost zero, that was when they were intending to increase corporate taxes and taxes on the rich, which is now off right. The which is also when they made that list of uh, of uh, Nobel Prize winners. The 17 Nobel, Nobel Prize winners said that like they would recommend this. Now, what they didn't mention is they were Nobel Prize Peace Prize winners, which I don't know why they went to them for economic advice. Um, <laughs> what? Wait, is that true? No, of course not, I don't not, think Alan. that's no, true. No, of course not. I, <laughs> okay. Thank you for clarifying that. Um, yeah, so it's just I think it's really important that with, with them not being liars, this will cost more than $1.5 I'm sorry, $160 billion dollars. And it'll likely well, cost much, much more than that. This 1.8 trillion they're saying is going to be more like the range between three and five trillion, depending on population growth during the next ten years, because the things that are supposed to end in four years on this will end up lasting that full ten years. But they're only analyzing what was submitted, right? And actually, 
what was submitted is likely to change anyways. Right? So, I know. It was so, like you said, it was what they were arguing about two months ago when they started analyzing this. This report wasn't made overnight. They had to look at this. Right. <sighs> so the House has now passed the, the spending package. Uh, the roughly $2 trillion bill heads to the Senate for debate. Um, I, likely... I want all these things to get done, but they just lump it all into one thing rather than like voting on individual processes because like what? They'd have to do work? Uh, in this situation, they're, they're using the reconciliation. They're doing it through reconciliation. So that's why it's bundled. If they, um, so if they, if they were to choose to, you know, sort of a la carte this, they, um, it, then each they, thing would get stalled by Republicans. The Philip, they'd have to deal with the filibuster. Yeah. Um, and that's, they're just, they're not going to get past that. Uh, it seems likely that Mansion and Cinema will continue to strip things out of the bill that they don't like. Um, so, oh, perhaps I don't know. Down. They're they're hoping that. So um, I'm only thinking in the worst way. You're saying it might actually be, but then it'll be impotent, not impotent. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's already they've already lost some of the things that were you know like for, forgiving college debt things like that. Um, are already off the table. Being um, able to negotiate with drug makers, or was that the other bill? That no, it's this too. Um. So they're hoping to vote before christmas have a vote before christmas I oh what a gift. I, I i don't so and by the way once it passes the senate because it's going to change again it has to go back to the house again. oh fuck me right yeah so i call uh, shenanigans i don't know man i i i hope something gets through but it, it feels like the longer and longer this drags on the less and less we actually get out of the package um, and and then the odds of it actually being anything effective. happening is right. just it gets lower yeah. and lower. So well, maybe know. they can pass some of these things as independent measures afterwards. Maybe if they can get Republicans on board, which doesn't seem we'll like try. a scenario. I would agree uh, that an attempt should be made. However, I mean the Republican Party as it stands, especially in the Senate, has given no evidence they're going to do anything but obstruct. No, so. and they're too busy arguing over school boards. <laughs> Yeah. Well, they aren't, but like that's the issues that they're having press conferences about. So there's like little time for real work like this. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't the most intelligent response. No, I understand. It's, it's All right. Fine. fine. It's fine. Uh, yeah. You said the next thing. Yeah. Uh, so. The, so the U.S. will release 50 million. Can I say anything better on that or is that fine? I think we covered it. No, I but did I sound dumb one. at the end there or was it fine? Oh, no, I think you're fine. El Presidente Senor Biden asked mm. the FTC to investigate whether oil and gas firms are participating in potentially illegal contact, conduct related to differences in the movements of unfinished gasoline prices and the price consumers pay. So... The as the price is what dropping on unfinished gasoline, the price is rising at the pump, right? Yeah. So there's essentially allegations of price gouging by the the gas firms here. I, I okay. This is fantasy world. This is a fantasy world where like a mega corporation would just fuck around with the price as opposed to use the mechanics that everyone that has an MBA or a, whatever the doctor is in business to like to make a decision about what their ultimate pricing is based off of their company's like health and blah 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 but like there's a million things about the marketplace and like you don't just say no bump it up 50 cents because fuck them we can that that isn't how that works you will go to that upper margin but like you will hurt yourself by doing so and they know that like it's it, like they don't have their mustaches getting twirled my opinion you tell me 
So you're, what you're saying is that if they raise prices... Have you Jordan league. Peterson me. Well, so what you're saying is... <laughs> that they would impact the market. People would buy less gas because the costs were exorbitant. Right. There's there's an impact so, to them doing something like that that right. they know better than and they don't want. But a politician doesn't know that because they're politicians. They're not like specifically skilled at what these people in that company are doing. Like I, it's a great it's a great button to push as a politician. But it's ignorant. Don't be ignorant. That's ignorant. That's a Michael Jackson quote. <laughs> so I, I think that. Gas prices, generally speaking, are always challenging for a, a president. Um, gas prices are the one thing that, like, maybe if you're pretty wealthy, you don't necessarily know how much a gallon of milk costs, right? But everybody drives by a gas station at some point mm-hmm. throughout their workday, whether true. they work yeah. in, you know, downtown Manhattan at a downtown Manhattan firm. nailed it. <laughs> downtown Manhattan yeah. at a financial firm, yeah. or they work right. in an out burger. Yeah. Like everybody sees that on the yeah. billboard. It's like, the equivalent. It's the economic equivalent of how about the weather? Yeah. So, and and in reality, a president has very little control over the price of gas. So when Biden does things like release fifty million barrels of oil or this, he's attempting to show that he's aware of it and he's trying to do something about it. It, it is. In my opinion, it is mostly a show. Like it's it's performative as opposed to like effective. Um, yeah, it'll have some impact, but uh, not not a significant impact really at the point. So it, the Republican talking point is, I, I mean, I think they're saying the things the Democrats are saying out loud is we plan on having a green economy, and these pains need to be felt if we're going to transition. Is that a is that a fair interpretation? No, I don't think so. In fact, I, so Biden's in his speech when he announced this this afternoon, he said kind of what we said last week, which was that largely the the rise in prices of, of fuel has come about because of lower production in in oil producing countries in the Middle East, as well as higher demand right which is we come out of the pandemic suddenly people are flying around people are driving um we're using way more fuel than we were a year ago and production levels haven't risen to match that so no it's not because he's promoting electric cars that gas prices are high i don't i don't think that's Uh, right can't draw that line yeah so i think that to be more to be more charitable to people making that argument, though, I think they're saying that that's why he's slower to react in certain ways. Mm. Like, I don't want to. Well, uh, I guess my question would be, then, what would you have him do? Yeah, I know. Right. Like, so like, OK, so this was a DAQ that I had for like months ago. I was at a parts house and I was listening to AM talk radio there because it's always <laughs> on. And mm. they're like, you know, Biden's going to do this as the president. And it was some like thing way outside of the president's powers. Right. I don't remember mm-hmm. what it was. And that I was like, right. But I was like. I get it. I totally get it. It wasn't like I didn't get this before, but it was like a real crystallized understanding of it. It was like it was like you were Kevin McCarthy in sixth grade, and you you heard a speech. <laughs> yes, it was just like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> the um, the, the I, I can't remember what he said. Okay, sorry. The the I I totally get it though. It's if you are afraid of the opposing side president having the power to unilaterally like have some sort of control over your life Mm -hmm. you're also the person that would 
elect the other team's guy because you want him to do something else that is way outside of the purview of the president to do in hopes that it would better your life. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I can see that. That was That's Trumpism. Yeah. Uh, that's authoritarian, authoritarianism, well, honestly. Yeah. So you're like, I'm afraid of this president who maybe at times will abuse his power. Don't get me wrong. But I'm afraid of this president, they're talking about Biden, doing something that is not it would be illegal for them to do and impeachable, like fucking impeach all presidents. It's outside the realm of yeah, the executive branch. Yeah, be, they're afraid of that because if their right. guy was in power, they would want him to do something similar Opposite. to somebody else's life. I, man, I just don't want to live in that world. That's, I mean, that's where like listeners that are more sympathetic to Trump and those beliefs, I get it. It's very, it's statistically, it's very high in this country. I, my, my rejection of it is I don't, think that anyone should impose on people's lives like that and i think that you can be sympathetic with me on that we can meet on that i agree you want to do this next one yeah uh several major retailers including walmart lowe's home depot and target posted better than expected q3 earnings as prices rose and people shopped early for the holidays amid supply chain concerns meanwhile u.s retail sales rose 1.7 percent overall in october from september outpacing economists expectations um, so yeah, we're, we're seeing it all throughout the retail environment as far as people are shopping earlier. Um, they do have money to spend. Are, are these, um, are these over last year or are they going to 2019? So most, most retailers are going to 2019. Okay. 2020 is such an anomaly. It's yeah. like hard to even compare that. So <clears throat> this, this 1.7% is just versus month over month. That's September to October. Okay. Um, and then earnings, being better than expected it's just that was what analysts were saying what the companies were saying they expected as far as guidance uh, and they beat all those numbers so okay. so what do you think like do you think retail i mean obviously fourth quarter is going to be good but what do you think there's going to be a bounce back what, what do you think we said last week that as the economy is pieced back together again it's not going to look the same how do you expect retail to look going forward not that you would have any insight in retail <laughs> Uh, no, I, I expect retail to perform very well in the fourth quarter, uh, and I expect it to go nothing but up over the next year as well. Did you see that the uh, Dollar General, the do- Dollar General, one of the dollar stores is uh, they're just increasing the prices of everything from a dollar to a dollar. Oh yeah, that yeah. Oh, uh, Alan, we do not have the same Instagram feed. Yes, all the Republican channels <laughs> were very upset about that. Yes, and it was Joe Biden's fault. I think it's interesting that they just like. They're just saying everything goes up 25%, like, regardless of what it is. Yeah, like, but they've also probably been behind on inflation, too, to I'm maintain sure that have. dollar. Yeah. Yeah. When, uh, Although when, you'd be surprised the profitability of some of those dollar stores. It's pretty wild, man. Do you have Dollar Generals out there? No, we have similar things. We have Dollar Tree. You know, I've yeah. been in Dollar Tree. I've been in a lot of those dollar stores. I went to a Dollar General and was like, this is here? Well, what's weird is, like, a lot of times in certain communities, like, there's a food desert like Dollar General is the only place yeah. people have nope. to like shop at. Yeah, it's, it's pretty the, wild. It's kind of the Walmart story from yeah. the 90s, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Can you imagine buying all your groceries at a dollar store? Um I mean, I can. I've lived in some pretty bad neighborhoods, but I don't expect That'd be rough that. though, man. Yeah. It would be rough, just like your mother liked it, Trebek. <laughs> Amazon told its UK customers, I don't understand this story at all, Alan. Amazon told its UK customers it will stop accepting Visa credit cards in the country starting January 19th citing high credit card transaction fees. So is this in relation to a change in the regulatory environment? I don't think so. 
Um, but give me two seconds. I, so, I was so trying to give you time. I was like, how long can I stretch this out? I can see you're highlighting it. <laughs> um, take your time. I, I mean, it, it's. I, I'd rather take my time and let you read it. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Since I didn't fucking read the story and read the headline anyways. <laughs> Why all the pop-ups? God damn it. Uh, Especially from like a news source. Well, it's not their fault where they link. Well, it is. It'd be nice if they linked you to a cleaner website. But again, trustworthiness. Okay, never mind. God, the news environment sucks. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't look like this is because of any regulatory environment. It looks like Visa is just charging very high exchange fees. This is something I think a lot of people don't aren't aware of that when you swipe your your card uh at any retailer restaurant whatever there's that that store that restaurant they have to pay a percentage of that transaction to your visas your mastercards your american expresses of the world they get a cut and it's usually anywhere depending on the size of the company you may have more negotiating power so it's a little bit strange that amazon you think they'd have plenty of negotiating power here yeah, yeah. Uh, well is this them saying they're putting their foot down could be but these these for for small businesses it can be as much as like five percent which is why yeah. you'll often see a small business say like no amex or or if you're gonna do a you know if you're gonna charge it to a credit card that has to be a minimum of like a 20 dollars oh, right. yeah. you know order or something right. like that uh because they they spend a lot of money um, just paying these transaction fees just to accept. So the transaction cards. fee is like a percentage of the transaction or is it yes. a fee per transaction? Well, you think that having a lower transaction wouldn't make a difference if it's a percentage of each transaction. Why wouldn't you? Because the margins on like oh, say a $5 right. yeah, purchase okay. might not be enough to support that. Right, Whereas right. if you have a you know, $50 purchase, the margins probably you're going to be more likely to have things in there that have higher markups. Yeah. You'll still be able to make a profit. So yeah. Which is also why when you go to target, they try to sell you a target credit card. When you go to Macy's, they try to sell you a Macy's credit card because they have deals with the banks that provide their private label credit cards, wherein they don't pay those fees. So those companies save a shit ton of money. If you use their, Oh, uh, Amazon's V, but the Amazon is a visa. Like I have an Amazon Visa. <laughs> it is. It is here. It is ah, here in the US. I got it. I understand. Not necessarily in the UK. So wait. So. Okay. So Visa in the UK is charging a different. Yeah. Why would they not be uniform? Because it's different in the different. different it's a different currency. Yeah, it's a different environment. Yeah. Right. Okay. Wow, that's interesting. I. You know what? So I'm. I'm glad that I brought that headline up, Alan, since <laughs> you knew so much fucking about it. Yeah. Your turn. All right. No, Target I already announced- said it. I already said that. Oh, yeah, you did. All right, right. so we can go into tech. Uh, Say it. You say it. Tech. Tech chunk. How is it so easy for you? (laughs) I don't even want to. I don't trust me. A group of attorneys general from at least 10 states announced an investigation into Instagram and how it recruits and affects young users. So this is sort of fallout from the Facebook files that were released by Haugen. Uh, a few weeks ago that we talked about on the show, uh, detailing internal Facebook uh, research showing that they knew that they were having a harmful effect on young people, specifically young girls, as far as their their body image um, after dealing, interacting with their sites. So um, this is 10 states saying, hey, let's do something about that. Um, One of them is including California. 
Um, so sure. we'll see what comes of this. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I know that it won't happen, but it would be really nice to see a study on this and not just, you know. An internal one from Facebook? Yeah. I mean, like, I, I get it. Like, if it's an internal one that says something bad about them, I mean, there still is a reason to be suspicious about results that don't involve, like, a double-blind study. Like, like a third party. I mean, I think that we would all agree that we shouldn't treat Facebook statistics like God. <laughs> yes, and not, And we shouldn't cherry-pick that data when we conveniently... I mean, I tend to agree they're sleazy and I don't want them fucking up kids' lives, but I would right. rather know the truth on this than my intuition. Yeah, I think that's fair. Right. Well, there we go. Apple unveiled a program that will enable customers to fix their own devices amid growing regulatory pressure for consumers' rights to repair. That's pretty cool. I didn't think that was ever going to happen. Yeah, so they're actually going to open a new self-repair service that will give customers access to more than 200 parts and tools in a new online store set to open early next year. Can you tell me yeah. more about the regulatory pressure? Like what, what does, I don't like that being the reason. <laughs> I'd rather see their like legislative pressure, you know, like people trying to sue them for the right to, uh, you know, when it, when it's governments that are trying to impose the reason, I'm like, oh, why is that important to you? Well, so I think Apple pretty famously hey, Apple. has been like, um, I think one of the first sort of manufacturers of phones where you couldn't, couldn't take the battery, out, yeah. the battery yeah. out yourself. Upgrade the memory um, card. Yeah. So it was like, that, that's been a thing for them for a while. So the FTC released a report in May that found scant evidence to support manufacturers' justifications for repair restrictions. So essentially the report said that the reasons that you guys are giving us for um, restricting um, people to repair their own products just don't make uh -huh. any sense. Um in July, they voted unanimous, unanimously to approve a policy statement on increased enforcement against unlawful restrictions. Um, and so I think that's where you're seeing that pressure from the FTC okay. and they're responding to it. So I think this is like overall, this is a win for consumers, yeah. I think. So, yeah, I think so, yeah. too. Yeah. 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 Well, broken clock is right twice a day. Uh, <laughs> do you want to do this NASA one? Yeah, NASA. Is that was my chair. Much. I didn't fart. <laughs> it was my chair. I believe you. Okay. I believe you. NASA is set to launch its double asteroid redirection test tonight, DART. DART is the first real-world test to see if humans can redirect an asteroid by crashing a spacecraft into it at high velocity as a means of protecting Earth. I actually saw uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson was on one of my news shows today. I didn't actually get a chance to watch it. It's, on my, it's in my uh, DVR, so I'll watch it later to see his take on this, but it looks pretty interesting. I mean, we've they've been working on something like this for quite a while yeah they're whenever being... we watch those movies we're like i'm sure they've got a plan right and then they're like well usually it's nope. bruce willis right yeah it's <laughs> usually bruce willis and a bomb but <laughs> right. like, but like now you know that that reminds me of that time where no never mind. um the i do bruce think willis, that there is there is prediction i, I want to say 2030 that there's supposed to be a, a pretty near earth object like Oh, Close you just scared the shit out of me. Are you saying that they're finally trying this out because they're like, that 2031's fucking real, guys? Uh, maybe. They're saying that it's going to be close enough to be visible during the day. Like we can uh, see it? Yeah. So it's pretty fucking close. I mean, Is it a comet or an asteroid? I think it's an asteroid. And I could be wrong about the date, but I'm pretty sure it is 2030. Do you think it's sooner? No, I'm pretty sure it's 2030. Um, but yeah, they're saying they can be visible during the day and... 
the current trajectory they don't expect it to be a problem but it's fucking close if you can see it like that's fucking close dude oh they're not telling us the truth on this that's what that greenland movie was about oh yeah it was actually i spoiled it no that's just the beginning yeah it becomes pretty obvious like five minutes in (laughs) also that's not a subtle movie (laughs) No, no, very unsubtle. So why say. are they calling it the double last red redirection test? Just so they could say dart? I don't, are they hitting, like, are they no. doing billiard balls? Balls? <laughs> it is something going to do slam with... a rocket into it. <laughs> Hit that rocket up on that asteroid. Let's see what happens. <laughs> it is something Meanwhile, the people the... on the other solar system are like, what the fuck? We were watching that. Now we got it. It's totally going to hit us. It's something to do with the actual method being used to, uh, to move it. I I, okay. I don't know the details yet. I All will right. yeah. Alright, come back. You're gonna report on it and come back next week. I shall. All I right. shall. Uh we have some in other news stories. I think we can skip all that, don't you? All or? of them? I don't know. Oh well Just actually like we should probably do the Sudan. Okay. Alright, can you do it? Jump. Yeah. So some news out of the Sudan. Uh the Sudanese military freed Prime Minister Abdallah Hamdok over the weekend. One month after a military-led coup deposed the civilian government. I, I know this is a serious story, but every time I hear Hamdok, and it's Thanksgiving, I'm just imagining, like, the seaport where the ham comes in. It's docking. It's, it's the ham dock. You got steak dock, <laughs> ham dock, ribs dock, brisket dock. Sausage, sausage, sausage dock. dock. Yep, sausage dock's a nice place to hang out. Uh, Hamdok appeared on television agreeing to a power-sharing proposal with General Abdul Fattah al-Burhan, a pact which sources suggest he was forced to join. Um, there goes so my the, follow-up question, okay? So the, the, so this was against his will. And Well, the Sudan's been, I mean, pretty fucked up for quite a while. Uh, there, there are so many factions here. There is the, uh, the RSF, the Rapid Security Forces. There is the the force for freedom and what is it? FFA. I want to say, I can't really acronym future Anyways, farmers of America. No, it's not that, that but that is, that is, a, that, that is, is the four H club. Yeah, no, but there, and there's, there's rebels. There's all these different factions. Um, they haven't been able to get it together and actually provide a unified government. Um, so yeah, as this, the headline states, the, the president or the prime minister was um, removed from office in a coup um they have now released him and agreed to a power sharing agreement with him going forward so hopefully this means something positive for that country there's still a lot of other factions here that have not come to the table uh you know it's hopefully it's just people can figure it out and there's less violence and those people can actually um get on with their lives yeah i think i think when when we were texting about this over the weekend you were like i just can't imagine what it must feel like to live in that country like yeah like it's been such a roller coaster for so long do you think there's any hope in this process or no i mean i always want to i always want to it's not like a military coup is gonna end up or what was that a junta Mm -hmm. military junta what makes something a junta is it a junta or a junta it's a junta okay i think that's not a pig that doesn't fly straight oh it's just if you speak French or if you speak Spanish, that's the difference. Oh, really? Well, coup is French, right? Yes. So, yeah, okay. pretty sure. You got me there, Alan. <laughs> All right. Uh, Moving on. Um, did you see that somebody, not Nicolas Cage, tried to buy the uh, con- the Constitution of the United States? Didn't try. They did. Well, somebody did, yes, but the crypto guys did not. What's a DAO? They, they were a part of a DAO. Yeah. 
So it's essentially a hedge fund for crypto. This, these are people that pool their money together like you would in a hedge fund. Like and a timeshare? No, <laughs> sort of. But they invest, instead of investing in securities, uh, they invest in crypto. So it, it, DAO stands for Decentralized Autonomous Organization. Um, there are different ones out there that are designed to do different things. It's a crypto it's, company. It's a crypto yeah, company. It's people pooling their money together to That's purchase. That's a timeshare things in the crypto environment whether it's nfts so it's crypto timeshare yeah sure dogecoin or shiba or whatever the fuck it is yeah are you just saying fine because i've said it enough times and you're tired of it (laughs) because i think that's still a timeshare i mean sure it's close enough of an analogy it's not quite right but it's close i think hedge fund is more accurate yeah you're right because timeshare implies that they only enjoy this money like once every (laughs) six Every months weeks. Yeah. but then you end up like loaning it to your friends and then yeah okay that's not a that's not how <laughs> money works dude i heard some bullshit at a parts house this morning these parts house things are pretty intense uh, political hotbeds of activity so i heard the tail end of the story and then i just like googled something and threw it into the show notes and thought maybe we'd come to it so the it's literally the last thing we'll talk about on the show before we get into movies <laughs> So they, they were saying that Joe Biden told some story at a campaign stop or sometime since he's been president where he talks about uh, how there being there was a house fire. And and, um, you know, my wife, Jill, was in the house and she barely made it out alive. And then they're like, you know, they, they we looked into it and the police were called and they said it was, you know, lightning struck something or there was a small electrical fire. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was never a threat to the house because it's a fucking mansion, by the way. Um, I, you know, I don't, I don't care. I don't think this is like Monica Lewinsky and them lying about the definition of sex. Like, no, I, I mean, well, if we're going to start talking about Joe Biden, like what he says needs to be accurate, you wouldn't have elected him. He was like convicted (laughs) of uh, what, what is it? What did he do? Plagiarism. Plagiarism. In in his first presidential run. And in, in college. Right. Um, so essentially, Biden was attempting to sell the infrastructure plan. He was explaining whatever locality he was in. Uh, he was talking about a bridge that was there. And he's like, look, we're going to fix this bridge. Bridges are important because it connects people to services. Right. So this bridge isn't here. It takes the fire department like 20 minutes longer to get to a house uh, that might be in an emergency. Right. Um, so in in the process of that conversation, he says, I understand why that's so important. You know, I personally experienced my house catching on fire. My wife was there. And fortunately, you know, everything turned out okay. Now, so in reality, there really wasn't that much danger to the first lady when this happened. It was a pretty small fire. It doesn't seem like it was that big of a deal. He was trying to use a story from his own past to embellish his selling of this infrastructure bill. And to your point, I think that happens all the time um, in politics. I don't think it's that big of a deal, um, but I, I can see what, you know some people trying to latch onto it and say it's a big thing. I had myself Ooh. muted, Alan. I was to say I lost your audio. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, I'm a professional podcaster. Nobody pays me. Um, Should we get into media? Yeah, let's get into our media diet. What did you watch? Dude, so I watched the Dude. Cowboy Bebop live action, which uh-huh. I talked about on the show last week. I did, so I said it was a movie last week. It's not. It's a episodic uh, series. Oh just right, like, I noticed that and I didn't watch it. Yeah, just like it originally was. Um, man, I know I'm a mark for this. I know this is Fine. sort of like um, 
you know, this is right in my wheelhouse, but I really liked it a lot. They actually, they stick to like the main storylines from the original show pretty closely. There's some deviation. I was surprised by that. I thought it would be completely new plot. Um, the, the actors that they picked to play these characters, which are pretty iconic, at least in my mind, I think did a pretty good job, uh-huh. um, which, which is hard to do because anime is so like over the top expressive from the, the, the characters yeah. typically. Um, but I think they pull it off pretty well. I think Spike, uh, John Cho plays Spike and who's John Cho. What do I know him from? Man, I don't know. I recognize okay. him, but I don't, I don't know what, it, okay. what he's been in. Um, he does a really good job of coming off like the snarky, sarcastic character that he's, you know, playing. Um, Faye is great. Uh, Jet Black is great. Um, man, I really loved it. I haven't finished it. So I think it's eight episodes and I am through six or seven um and yeah oh and the music so they hired the original composer from the original series back oh in that's like cool the, the 90s because music was such a huge dude they're of- redoing the x-men show and they're gonna do the music from the x-men show the same theme song remember nice. the x-men cartoon yeah of yeah, course yeah they're gonna do the same theme song okay sorry no so so music was a huge part of what appealed to me and i think a lot of people about this show when it first came out uh, and they do such a great job weaving that into the storytelling in this uh, iteration. So I loved it. I know I, I've looked a little bit. Some of the critics aren't aren't loving it as much as I did. Oh, really? Um, yeah. But I think if you're, well, I guess there's a possibility that if you're a fan of the original, that maybe you're turned off because it's not exactly the original. Uh-huh. I personally liked it a lot. I loved it. I I yeah. It's I'll watch it again. Like it's great. Oh, that's cool. Okay, cool. Well, yeah. I. I've got to have something to watch whenever Natasha's not around. That'll probably go on the list for that. But Yeah. Um, let's see. What did I watch? Oh, dude. Yeah. My sister's in it. So my sister texted me over the weekend. Uh, she was watching Cowboy Bebop the anime because I talked about it on the show. Oh, that's cool. Um, I didn't know, but I guess she's kind of into anime. So she's watching it with her boyfriend. She's liking it a lot. So that's super cool. I was like, yeah, I what? think So if I were to go back and watch either of them, would you yeah. still recommend I watch the anime? Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, don't watch this first. Watch the anime first. I would still. Watch I might. The anime I first. might like the anime more after watching this, though. From, uh, yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah, it's the whole book Man, movie thing. Sometimes the book's better after you've seen the movie. True. True. I could go either way on that. I. I it probably doesn't matter all that much. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Right. None of this is that important, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I watched a couple of things this week. I watched. Have you been watching this season of Curb yet? No, but my friends have told me about oh, it. Oh, man, I, it is so good. That's what I've heard. It's so good. I mean, it's like up there with anything. I mean, it it's more current, so it's funnier, you know? Like, yeah, MBD it, was actually telling me that he's like my halfway buddy through it. Yeah. The, so uh, I don't think – okay, I'm not going to spoil anything. So there's um, – God, there's a fucking great episode where – Oh, okay, I've been watching. I've been watching Curb, and it's so funny. I, I don't want to spoil it. Uh, okay. Episode three was so fucking good. That's that's it. It has to do with a uh, uh, hate and tolerance, actually. And all right, maybe revenge. Uh, I watched. We watched Red Notice on Netflix. That stars Ryan Reynolds and Pratt, right? Uh, no, Dwayne oh. the Rock Johnson. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, couldn't you know? It was fine. For like the first half or so, about the second half, I fell asleep. That's okay. We came back to it. I fell asleep. <laughs> so I don't know what happened at the end of it. I fell asleep. I've realized that I don't like giving negative reviews if 
you know, because I, I fall asleep during things I like. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I went back and watched the end of Shang-Chi. It was better than I remembered, but it's still just like I didn't. I, I still think it lacked heart, uh, but it was a good story. Good enough story. Good. Red Great. Notice has definitely popped up on my feed. You know what? Watch it. I want to know what you think. I don't think it's okay. It's not objectively bad. I mean, you got Ryan Reynolds making quips left and right. It's fucking great. Yeah, I. It just feels like very cookie cutter to me. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Okay, yeah. but it, you know that's not bad always. It, you know what? If you literally can't find anything else to watch, you're gonna be happy yeah. you watch that. It's not like cool. I right. just put it on. Like it's great, but like because just the other night I couldn't find. So we watched The Harder They Fall two nights. Oh ago. yes, what did you think of that? I liked it. I thought it was way longer than it had to be. Every shot mm-hmm. was probably like thirty percent too long. Almost every shot. And it's like, well, you can make a 30% shorter movie if you make a little shorter movie. <laughs> it was long. Um, I liked you... it stylistically. Uh, yeah. I was Very not... Tarantino-ish, right? I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. I think you're, 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 you were like, this is somebody who grew up on that and wanted to make something like it. Right, right. And, and I think they did a good job with that. I liked the music with it. Um, I liked the acting. I just, it was just too long. Mm-hmm. Um, the... Oh, and so the, after that, though, last night we tried to put something on and we just couldn't fucking find anything. Like, it was literally, I was like, there's nothing left in the universe. There's <laughs> nothing left to watch. We went We've back to the end. Tosh hasn't seen um, Arrested Development. We started from the very beginning. We're like six episodes in. She's cool. loving it. She's loving it. She's like, well, the acting's good. The, the writing's really good. And they all make really good, like, you know, gestures towards the camera. She isn't even <laughs> loving the cutaways quite yet. But so like, maybe she won't ever like the cutaways. Uh, there's always money in the banana stand. All the great hits. They show up right right away. <laughs> the, the the You forget that stair truck that yeah. they drive around. That's like in episode four. Like, it's right away really? they're doing the good jokes. They're hitting you with the hits from the beginning on that show. It's, nice. it's a good rewatch. Um, I have a bonus... Just asking questions since I really haven't asked that many this week. Okay. Uh, from oh, yeah. from the harder they fall, mm-hmm. is is Idris Elba just black Jason Statham? Mm. Oh, you're taking it seriously. <laughs> is it because race is involved? Maybe. Okay. Um, I fucking love Jason Statham, and I fucking love Idris Elba. No, this is these are compliments. This is tough. They both um, make both pick really good roles and really bad roles. Like, yeah, I was going to say it, not always really good. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, perhaps. 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 That, okay, perhaps I'll take it perhaps. Works. Perhaps yeah, that works. I'll take yes. it perhaps. Cool. Is it Teddy time? It's Teddy time. <laughs> uh, let me just work oh, on boy. these. Are you seeing what I'm doing? I'm sorry. No. Are you? It's okay. blacked out. All the right. first one I can see now. Okay. Uh, all right. So we have uh, listeners that are unfamiliar. We have three quotes, uh, three quotes for Alan to choose from. He's going to read all three of them aloud. So you can be in on this. Feel free to feel free to play at home. <laughs> feel free to play with yourself at home. Uh, three quotes and one of them. It is Alan's job to decide which of these two quotes are, as he says, a normal person. And which one of these three quotes is... So which two of these three are a normal person and which one is Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber? Alan, proceed. It's Teddy time. It's Teddy time. All right. So number one, the trick is not to be isolated. If you're isolated like Winston Smith in 1984, then sooner or later you're going to break as he finally broke. That was the point of Orwell's story. In fact, the whole tradition of popular control has been exactly that, to keep people isolated. 
Because if you can keep them isolated enough, you can get them to believe anything. But when people get together, all sorts of things are possible. All right. Number two, the countries that have developed economically are those which were not colonized by the West. Every country that was colonized by the West is a total wreck. And then the third, the power process has four elements. The three most clear-cut of these we call goal, effort, and attainment of goal. The fourth element is more difficult to define and may not be necessary for everyone. We call it autonomy and will. I love your process, by the way. <laughs> so I'm, I'm seeming to remember that, that he did refer to 1984, but I'm not 100% sure of that. The second one, well, it's you know, about the whole every country that wasn't colonized or was colonized by the West is a total wreck is somewhat true. Um, <laughs> I don't know if he would have said that. This last one is just um, is just crazy enough that – or not crazy enough, but it's sort of the way he thought – his thought process, I could see him saying that. Um, but I'm going to go with the first one. Yes, I got you. It was the ah, third shit. one. It was the third one. Are you being nice? <laughs> no. Is that a red herring? Oh, Wait, my did God. He, he talked about 1984, though, didn't he? Uh, I think he may have. Alan, the trick that I've decided I need to pull. Yeah. I'm going to clear off these names so you can see them all at once, okay? Okay. And you'll see my pattern. This is a new game, by the way. It's not called <laughs> three. It's not called three quotes and one's Teddy. None of them are Teddy? No, the last one's Teddy. Oh, okay, okay. No, there are two Noam Chomsky's. <laughs> the new game is Noam Chomsky or Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> I mean, nice. Well, so that's nice. like that's okay. So that's the problem with Ted Kaczynski is that like yeah, the murders. But like aside from the murders, he's very he's saying the same things that like Noam Chomsky says, and we go, well, that guy's really had some insight into human nature. <laughs> that's hilarious by the way you were way overthinking that i would look at that last blacked out line and compare the length of them uh, i wasn't even i wasn't even going i thought I you might now, see that but... i changed it because the first two oh no already, i wasn't i yeah, wasn't even paying attention yeah. that was fun though yeah, you got me that was fun i feel so good about this week all right well i'll come back next week for uh, so i'm one for two yeah you are one you are one for two that's good hey you know what that's great in the mlb you like baseball <laughs> right all right uh well this was fun alan Oh, yeah, that's that was your fun, line. Man. That was your fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? That was your line to say it was fun. But that I said fun. that was your fun. <laughs> Stop <laughs> saying it. The more you say it, the more I don't trust it. Is it always fun, Alan? Or do you just have to say that? Uh, it's always fun. And uh, no offense. Oh, none yeah. Take it. None take. Yeah. Even if you were lying, I would. You know what? I hope so. You know, just like I hope she it's takes all, it. No, it's always fun. good enough. What? It's always fun. <laughs> God bless. Cheers. I'm pooping right now. Is Kevin McCarthy a moron, and if so, why? I come without explanations or solutions. Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. Read the news. Now this is podcasting.